Today on the AI Apply podcast, we have just gotten word that the GPT store is going to be uh, coming out. This came in an email to, uh, I think, basically anybody that has uh, created a GPT. So I saw it, I sort of like uh, flipped out a little bit. It was, I just think, super exciting, uh, especially when you talk about what GPTs not just are right now and how effective they can be right now, but also what Sam Altman uh, claims they are going to evolve into. Uh, tons to get into uh, around this. I don't even know where to start. Jaden, what's most exciting to you about this? Yeah, well, I'll give you a brief like overview and set the stage on this. But essentially, the GPT store, right, is the ability for anyone to create an application out of the the different tools that OpenAI has. And I personally am really excited. Like literally if I just use this for myself and didn't even publish anything to their store, I'm thrilled because I literally have ChatGPT threads um, on the side of my ChatGPT that I've been using for the entire year. Like, so I have one that helps me write my descriptions for my podcasts. I have one that um, helps me come up with bullet points in a news article to talk about, for example. And like, Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's just so annoying because there's no way to pin them. There's no folders in ChatGPT. I just have to go and find that thread every single time I want to use it. And so what I'm going to do is create just a GPT that is exactly my prompt and exactly what I, uh, I use it for. And I'll just have those GPTs that I like very commonly use. So for me, it's almost like a bookmarks thing. Um, but I think that's a, that's definitely would be selling it short if that's all it does. Because what you can actually do is link it together with all of the OpenAI products. So you have... Um, you have like image generation from uh, Dolly that's embedded in there as well. So a lot of really, really exciting stuff. Have you made any GPTs, Connor? What, what does that look like from, from your side or what have you done with I, it? I have, yeah. And that was, that was a good explanation. Like, so, so just, yeah, I get to kind of like take us back for a second. Like Sam Altman like announced these things at uh, the Dev Day, which is back in November before uh, OpenAI essentially blew up uh, and then got back together even stronger than ever before or whatever. But uh but the interesting thing is that the first thing Sam Allman ever said about this, remember this, Jaden? He said, uh, everybody wants to talk about agents, meaning autonomous agents, meaning like something where you don't just get a query and get a response from it, but like these are things that would actually carry something out. So for example, not just, hey, find me a flight, but it's also book me the flight and blah, blah, blah. That's what an autonomous agent is. And what Sam Allman said was, these are kind of the precursors to that. So that was interesting right off the bat, but then he goes into this thing, which what it is, is hyper, hyper practical. He built one on stage there in two minutes, the user interface for it. By the way, we should mention, you have to have a uh, plus account, GPT plus account, 20 bucks a month, or GPT four account, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they are insanely easy to use. You fill out maybe three boxes like, hey, what do you want this to be? Everything like that. So I took advantage of the fact, um, well, let me just say the, the two huge things about GPTs. Number one, Jaden, is what you were talking about, which is it essentially allows you to have a custom instruction is uh, you know in its own little mini chat GPT rather than having your massive custom instructions. Uh, and th the cool thing about that is that once you start naming them, this goes to my theory on like why people aren't that great at using ChatGPT, which is that there's no user interface 
to it in any meaningful way. It's just like, do anything with ChatGPT. And Jaden, as you know, like I go out and I train a ton of companies. I do a ton of talks and keynotes and things like that. And the thing I talk about a lot is that the brain has trouble with that, right? The brain has trouble with saying, use this for anything at all. And the brain's like, well, like what? It's like anything at all, right? So GPT starts to mitigate that, right? By saying, this is a negotiator, you know, for doing this. This is a blog post writer. And under that, it has all the kind of perfect prompting underneath that. So it allows the brain to sort of like have a little more of a focus on like, oh, now I know what to use this thing for. So number one is exactly what you talked about, which is like having your own perfect custom instruction. So if you're writing a, you know, podcast episode or a blog or whatever, you just use your GPT called, you know, Jaden's blogs or whatever. But the other really cool thing, and this goes into how I use it is, and this is the really powerful part, is that essentially uh, incorporates uh, RAG, which is uh, retrieval augmented uh, uh, generation, which is kind of the new thing, which is essentially instead of just pulling from, GPT's training data, you know, like the big whole swath of the internet. And instead of trying to grab stuff off the immediate internet, which is also great, but there's some loss and hallucination, all that kind of stuff. RAG, as you guys probably know, is you're pulling from directly from a document. And that really cuts down on hallucinations. It really targets what you want. And that's where GPTs are so powerful because you put your own documents in there. So when the one Sam Altman did was, hey, uh, I want to be an instructor to, um, you know, young uh, startup founders and things like that. And he uploaded his own speeches, right? Great idea. So you're essentially talking to Sam Altman. What I did on mine, the first one I did was, you know, I work at uh, NYU Stern School of Business. We have a team uh, and we have a user manual for new administrators that come on. That's a 30-page thing. And just like, give me one second here to just talk about how the brain and work works, right? I mean, like, if you are a new person, you get this manual and some things you don't totally understand, but you're embarrassed to kind of go back and ask your superior again, all that kind of stuff, right? And instead, you know, or you have to sort of like scroll through 30 pages. So instead, what you now have, what we have at Stern, and we're going to be building this out for every department, is you have your whole 30-page user manual. And now anybody who's new, instead of sort of like the embarrassment or the wondering or thinking maybe I shouldn't, you know, go ask again, they can just in natural language say, hey, how do I book a room at Stern? And it's like, okay, first call up Carol at this number and then both. And that's the really phenomenal part. It's the uh, being able to uh, retrieve uh, uh, all the information from a specific document rather than just sort of more general. So that's where I'm finding huge value. Yeah, I think that's amazing. There's going to be essentially every organization will be able to do some version of that, which is really exciting. Um, and I'm I'm really excited by the prospect of this, as as you know, and as a lot of people know that have followed my podcast for a while. I'm building AI Box, which is a, a very similar thing. It's kind of like a GPT store for all of the open source models and all the other models in the world, and making them all work together. Um, and it's very validating for me to see this is the direction that people are interested in going now. I think I think this is going to be a very big success. This is coming from OpenAI. This is coming, you know, on the back of ChatGPT is kind of the distribution for this tool. The only thing I'm concerned about, and I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this, is like I think this has the potential to be something amazing. But what I'm concerned about is I thought the same thing about the plugins for ChatGPT, which kind of flopped, and even Sam Altman said he didn't think there was product market fit for the the plugins on ChatGPT. I'm curious your take on this, Connor. Like, what do you think? they did wrong with the plugins and what do you think they are they're going to try to mitigate or change to do right with the GPT store because we've seen the builder side of it is cool building these applications but we still haven't seen anything as far as the marketplace goes and I think that's going to be a critical component to pulling this off successfully because that was kind of what I hated about the plugins was it was just a screen that you just hit the next arrow on there wasn't like a marketplace built out 
I'm surprised at how bad plugins were. And like you, I was so excited about it. I was like shrieking. I have a YouTube channel. I was like, oh my gosh, here we are. Everything like that. <coughs> Excuse me. So I think that what went wrong on plugins was actually probably pretty hard to predict uh, what was going to go wrong. But this is why I'm so curious to sort of see how uh, how you guys handle this at AI Box? Because I, you, I mean, I, you've been building this for a lot longer than uh, the GPT store, and I, and I also think it's awesome because you have the more perplexity model, sort of like the next evolution, which is you can use. Uh, it's not just GPT; you can use you know any sort of engine you want in terms of you know Claude and things like that. So I'm psyched to see how AI Box uh, handles all this. I think with the plugins. I think what went wrong right away was that they just weren't that good. And so, you know, uh, the things that people were excited about, or at least I was excited about, were the things like uh, Kayak and Turo and Hertz and OpenTable and things like that, right? So I think that what I was hearing from people when I was doing like these kind of trainings for people early on was, well, can this, you know, can I replace my administrative assistant and just say, hey, book me a restaurant here and a flight here and a car, blah, blah, blah. And when plugins came out, my thought was, here we are, right? That's going to do that now. So I think that there's two issues. Like first, the usability, and the second, the user interface, as you talked about. So the first one is the usability. It just didn't work that well. It kind of did, but it hallucinated like anything else because, you know, anytime you're sort of leaping over that canyon from ChatGPT training data to pulling in information from the internet, there's a risk of hallucination. Like you can't, you know, you might fall into that canyon and that's no good. So I had to really work it to get it to give me good information. And that's not what you want if you're booking a, a flight or something like that. The Perfect. second thing was the user interface, which you point out. Gene, I've never seen a worse user interface in a long time. I'll say that. It was literally like 800 things. You'd scroll. It didn't even say like, I mean, eventually it said the most popular ones. But otherwise you're scrolling like 30 pages in. It's like Filipino earthquake predictor. Literally. Like these, I'm like, dude, where can I just like get a PDF reader? You know, like things like that. And so ultimately there was like Wolfram Alpha, there was, you know, for math, there was a PDF reader and there was a um, web pilot, which allowed you to browse the web. And that's kind of it, right? But I think then Sam Allman, to his credit, uh, nailed it very early on, as you said. He was like, I'm not sure there's a product market fit here. He said this really early after the release. And what he said specifically was, the reason is that I think what people want is GPT and natural language in their website. Like you want to go to Kayak and have this functionality. You don't want to have everything in chat GPT and kind of like, it was sort of the same problem with just in, you know, before GPTs existed and, you know, without having, oh, here's a specific tool for this, a specific tool for this. It's just like use chat GPT for anything, which still confuses people, maybe not listeners of this yeah. podcast, but most of the population. And so with what plugins were kind of doing was that, right? It's like anything you want. Whereas in fact, what we really want is to still go to Kayak and search for a rental car or a hotel on Kayak, but just have a better interface on that. At least that's what Sam Altman was saying. I don't know what your take on that was. I think that that's true. I, I had some people on my podcast, AI Chat, that actually developed some of the first plugins for the plugin store. Um, and something that they complained about was the fact that it was very... Uh, of course, like I'm not, there's, I'm not throwing any shade at OpenAI. They're doing amazing things. They have a hundred things to keep track of, but it was very hard for them to get in contact with anyone over, um, over there that could work with them. They also said um, that it was very difficult because OpenAI doesn't let you put any monetization methods into the into the plugins, and so I think there's just like fundamentally these plugins are companies trying to do useful things, and so if there's no way there's any monetization methods, I think it it kind of breaks the structure it makes it difficult and then uh I, I yeah anyways they have a bunch of rules and terms and it was all convoluted and kind of tricky whatever that's fine but i think what you're saying is correct where if you have 
ChatGPT embedded into Kayak, you can do all your monetization structures. You have the full control over your business and your software and your development. And then you use this natural language tool in there to help make your product better. And I think at the end of the day, that's what a lot of businesses found was the most successful thing for them. Um, the thing that I really think might have slowed down the plugins. Well, my pet peeve with it was like you had to go and activate the plugin that you were using and, and oh, yeah. checkbox. Yeah, it wasn't really which annoying. Was you, like, only th you only three of them at a time. And yeah, everything. and I'm like, I'm not going to remember what plugin I need to do, whatever. So it just, it, I think for that reason, it wasn't good. But I think I'm hoping that um, with the GPT store, they they look at kind of the lessons uh, that they've learned there. Like obviously Sam Altman saying it didn't have product market fit. Like they recognize some of its shortcomings. And so I think they're going to be able to overcome them with, with a store. And I'm really hoping for like a very robust marketplace with a storefront that has categories that you can search through, that you can see what's top ranked, how many times things are used, you get all the analytics and data you need. Um, I think that's the way to win. I mean, that's what we're personally building at AI Box as well. So that's what I would assume. Like if we're a small startup building that, I know OpenAI is capable of it. So I'm begging them. I'm also still begging them to add folders to ChatGPT, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, I'm really excited for this. I think ChatGPT is going to, the GPT store is going to be a massive boost in teaching people what, AI is capable of doing for them um, because there's going to be a whole bunch of people that have figured out really interesting things and you're not going to have to go read a long thread on uh, Twitter to find out all of those tips and tricks. You're going to be able to find pre-built, someone already put in the uh, prompt, someone already built the GPT. So I'm excited for that and I think it's going to unlock a lot of automation in businesses in general. I think so too. I mean, some of the ones that I've seen, I can't remember where I saw it, but through you know Superhuman Newsletter, one of these where, uh, you know, it's like, oh, here, check out this GPT where it's, you know, convert any document into anything else sort of thing. You know, I was like, holy cow, it can do that like a PDF into whatever. Now, I tried that many times. It, it didn't work at all anytime. So oh, obviously on the AI Pi podcast, take demos with a huge grain of salt and what people say something can do. But, you know, the last thing on this, Jaden, is, um, you know, because I can't wait to sort of see what this actually looks like. I'm excited for this. Open AI and ChatGPT tends to be uh, fairly minimalist in its presentation. It doesn't, like, I think, I'd love to see how Apple did this, to be totally honest, but I'm sure they have, like, phenomenal designers over there. So I'm curious to see, because, like, right now, it's a little bit rudimentary. It feels like the old, like, Yahoo chat groups or something like that. It's kind of, like, black and white. Uh, a couple of things I love about it. I, I love this idea that they say that they're going to, you know, they're ranking it. So, like, when people produce something great, it's going to start going to the top in ways that people never thought you could use ChatGPT, which, like, right now has been like people like us being like, hey, you could use it for this or this or this. But the last thing I sort of like just wanted to kind of get your take on was because you are a creator in this space too, especially with something like AI Box and, and self-pause, things you've done in the past as well. You know, people are, there's sort of like, it's almost like a Rorschach test when you hear about the GPT store. Well, there's also the people who have no idea what a GPT is, fair enough. But also there's the people who are thinking, you know, I'm the app creator, essentially. I'm going to make money. I have this amazing idea. And then there's just the consumers. I'm definitely on the consumer side you may be a little more on the creator side so when you think about this what are you like going to be like looking for or what excites you about that not that you're gonna be making gpts but just as a kind of a, a software creator yourself yeah well you know of course i'm saving all the secret sauce for ai box so i probably won't be making uh too many super <laughs> robust gpts there but um i think something that i am excited for there is hopefully the searchability of being able to find like new concepts for things to build, um, new things that AI can do. I think as our AI models get better and better, that store will increase in quality. Um, so I'm really excited for for that. And then OpenAI has, you know, mentioned that there is, you know, sort of this revenue share thing 
it's kind of a little bit opaque to be 100% honest on how exactly that works. I'm sure we'll get more details uh, coming out soon. My hope is that they uh, are very generous with that revenue share. Um, and I think that will help their ecosystem because I think we see platforms like YouTube that has a very generous monetization structure for you know creators and that has spurred like an entire industry. Then you see other platforms like Facebook that refuse to give any monetization to creators and it, you kind of see it dying. So I think it's in their best interest and I hope that they, they take that approach to it. Um, so I'll be excited to, to kind of follow along and, and see what they do there. Yeah, same. No, I, I totally feel the same. Okay, so here we are in the beginning of it. We are going to sort of see hopefully more in a week uh, what this looks like. Jane, I'm going to close it out. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to you to close it out. But first, just a public service announcement. Guys, please do rate and review us. I know it's a pain. But listen, just the few seconds that you do that makes a huge difference. It's going to feel like my birthday, Christmas, Jaden's birthday, Jaden's Christmas. Guys, please, like this is a huge, huge favor. We love doing this for you guys. But if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, this is your moment. Jaden, over to you. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.